Welcome to the Teen Life Coach Podcast. I'm Coach Sammy, and I am so glad you are here. The teen years can be fun and exciting, but also filled with self-doubt, insecurities, and lots of frustration. I am here to help you along your teen journey and make sure you enjoy your teen years as much as possible. Let's get started. Hey, you guys, welcome to the podcast today. Before we get into today's episode, I just wanted to remind you that Wednesday, January 18th is the last day to save 30% off my online course for teens and anxiety. So if you guys are interested in that course, go ahead and sign up. (laughs) You guys have a few hours left to save on this course. And so the link is in the show notes and the coupon code to save 30% off is in the show notes too. Okay, let's get into the episode. Hey, you guys, welcome to the podcast this week. I hope that you are all having an amazing week. We have a guest on the podcast today, and his name is Elliot Callen, and he is the president. It's called A Brighter Day. It's a nonprofit organization dedicated to helping teens manage depression and stress. And he's here to talk to us about suicidality, about managing depression, about stress. And I'm going to have you, Elliot, introduce yourself to to the teens who are listening. And why don't you tell us a little bit about you and also your story, because you have an amazing story and you're doing some amazing things. Well, thank you, Coach Sammy. Uh, It's great to be with you. Appreciate this. And so I'm president, I'm Elliot Callen, and I'm the president of a charity called The Brighter Day. And I, let me tell you the story. I'm also the fa- I'm also a father. I've got twins, which is fun, uh, active in sports, played hockey at a super high level in the United States. Um, and so we've done a lot to change lives. But this whole thing started when seven years ago, my youngest son, Jake, who was 19 at the time and who was a sophomore at the University of Montana, walked up to the highway at one in the morning and jumped in front of an oncoming truck and took his own life. Now that's a that's a nightmare for any parent. I'm sure your listeners, I know which are teens, could just imagine what parents would go through losing their child. We had a we had a suicide note, Federal Express to us that arrived 6.30 at night. And it said, mom and dad, I've been thinking about this for a long time. I never would have told you how I felt. I never would have asked for your help and I never would have taken your help. And I must've read that flying up to Montana to get his body, identifying his body, bringing his body back to California for burial. I must've read that a hundred times each each direction, trying to get my arms around what happened because as a parent, you're in a state of grief at that moment, state of shock. Uh, Later on, you go through lots of stages of mourning, but at that moment, you're just in shock. But I knew on the way home that we would be victims of his suicide for life, because that's how it works. You're just a victim of suicide for life. And not being the kind of person that likes being a victim, because victimhood is a state of mind, I decided that we have to do something to change lives, to keep teens from taking their own lives by making sure they get all the resources they need. And of course, their parents get the resources because they have to deal with the teens as well. And we created a Brighter Day charity for the purpose of disseminating these resources 
to teens and their parents on stress and depression with the goal of topic, stopping teen suicide. And we started doing it using music, musical-based charities, battle of the bands type of programs. We had thousands that got our resources. We gave them out for free and backfilled in a backpack. But COVID hit and we had to pivot a little bit. We went to virtual at that time. And that was pretty amazing what we did on the virtual side. And then we realized that the world has even gone from that to this. The teens are looking for answers on Instagram and they're looking for them on TikTok. And parents are looking for them on Facebook and Instagram and, and, other, and websites. And everybody crosses over to website world. So we really beefed up our resources on the website, which is a brighterday.info or .org. Either one will work. A brighterday.info. And we created a parent survival toolkit under resources, and we created a teen survival toolkit. And for your listeners, which are primarily teens, Coach Sammy, they can pull this down on their phone. It's free. There are no ad, no ads with this. No one's going to get that. There's no recording. There's no mailing list that automatically gets generated from this. And they'll be able to find out all types of ways that they can get some help for with their own stress and depression. And then at the same time, if that doesn't work, because some people, they're not going to be readers. That's just not their personality. They can go to their phone right now. They could text the word brighter, B-R-I-G-H-T-E-R, brighter, to 741-741. And they can get a counselor to talk to, virtually, of course, from texting, within five minutes. And they can talk up to 45 minutes a day with a counselor every day, seven days a week, to try to get some help. They don't need a parent to sign off if that's a problem. Of course, I, as a parent, I'd want to know, but I get it. My son didn't tell me how he was feeling. We were the last ones to know that he was depressed, and that came in a suicide note as well. But if a teen wants to get help right now, they can go and get some texting help right now. And then, of course, if they need counseling, we have that set up on our website too, where they can get Zoom counseling right where they live. You're in Arizona, so we're, whether in Arizona or Maine doesn't make a difference. We have counselors in all 50 states. We have texting in all 50 states, and of course, we're online with all the resources. So in five and a half, six years, we have touched thousands and thousands of families with our resources. And I have letters on my desk from teens and their parents saying, thank you for saving my life. So we want to get our resources, which are absolutely free, into everybody's hands. This is this is amazing. Awesome, by, by the way. How do, like for teens that don't know, like, am I depressed or do I need help? Or maybe they don't know like what they're feeling is stress. Like what are the signs and symptoms to, to look for and to know when to seek help? So let, let's start with some of this. It's a two-part question, if that's okay. And let's start with the symptoms. And the symptoms sometimes overlap other things as well. So just because you don't, you're not hungry doesn't mean you have a eating, an eating disorder, as an example. Uh, but here are the most typical symptoms. One is your sleep pattern is interrupted. So if you can't sleep because you're, you find yourself entering a dark place, the thoughts are becoming more negative. The walls are getting a little bit bleaker. Yesterday was crappy. Today's even worse. Tomorrow's going to be maybe just as bad. And you start getting the attitude of why bother? Nobody's going to miss me anyway. I don't really, I'm not really good for anything. My, the favorite, I'm not the favorite of the family. My brother and my sister are. No one's going to know what's going on. You're having, you're entering the world of depression. 
and you need to get some help. If you find yourself withdrawing from your studies, there, it might be because you had a bad breakup with uh, somebody that you cared about. It might be you don't like the subject, you don't like your teacher, but it also might be you're simply withdrawing from the class or from your friends. You may need to get some help. Now, just because you don't like the class, you don't like math, you don't like the math teacher, you may, be, you may need someone that needs to get some math help. That doesn't mean you're depressed, but that is one of the symptoms. That's why some of these symptoms overlap. If somebody finds themselves constantly arguing with their parents, constantly arguing, no matter what their parents say, it's really bothering you. No matter what you're saying, it's really bothering your parents. That's both comes with being a teenager, but that's also could be a sign of depression that you're getting moodier and angrier because every day is a little more gloomy. These are all part of it. If you find yourself that you don't like to, you're just not hungry anymore, or you can't stop eating potato chips and you find yourself wanting to just pack it on so you look less attractive to everybody around you, those are signs of depression. Those also are signs of eating disorder. And an eating disorder can be wrapped up with depression. And there are, you could research eating, everybody here could research eating disorder. It's not only on my website, it's all over the internet uh, to see what that's like. But my son, before he took his life, lost 25 pounds. He was a hockey player at the University of Montana. His jersey is retired for setting all types of records at the school. But he lost 25 pounds because he found himself no longer hungry. And his friends told me after he died that he seemed to be asleep when they were awake and seemed to be awake when they were asleep. Those are pattern changes. So look for pattern changes. If you find yourself that you're just aimlessly searching your cell phone, that's what he did as well. He wasn't looking for anything in particular. He was just searching. It was nonsense what he was doing. I should have known that because he was up when he came home for Christmas break shortly before he took his life. We noticed his sleeping pattern was wrong. We noticed he was aimless on his phone at night. He was up till almost three in the morning. He couldn't wake up in the morning. He wasn't very hungry. And we thought, wow, something's really wrong here. But we couldn't put our arms around it. When we asked him directly, Jake, are you feeling depressed? It's like, of course not. But he made a comment to me shortly before we went back to school. And he said, you know, if I wasn't here, I don't think anybody would miss me anyway. And I stopped what I was doing. And I said, so what does that mean? What does that mean to you? And he said, well, when I was in high school, I thought about suicide. And I said, okay, how do you feel now? He said, no, I'm over that. Well, that wasn't true at all. He made that up. He was actually asking for help, but I as a parent didn't hear it and I didn't see it. So when you're a teen and you feel like you're spinning, sometimes out of control, but not sure where you're going to, it's not afraid to raise your hand and ask for help. So if you can go to your parent, and I'm sure everybody here is caring parents, even if you're fighting every day. If you can go to your parents and say, I need help, that makes a world of difference. They may not know what to do, but now you can say, can we do texting together? Can we go to get some help together? Can we do this on Zoom together? Or at least get me some help. That might work for you. If you're not willing to include your parents, you may be willing to go to the school counselor and ask for help because that is a resource. But if not, we've got the texting. But don't be afraid to ask for help. That's the key. Talk to your friends. Sometimes it's your friend and your closest friend that's feeling the exact same way as you, and you both need help, but you're not sharing that with each other. But you're both going through this. And then if you did go through a breakup with somebody, a relationship that ended, being sad about it is okay. 
Being sad forever is not okay. But it's okay if somebody dies in your family. I mean, I lost my parents. I lost my father when I was 30. That's very young. I lost my mother when I was 40. That's still in our world very young. It's okay to be sad. It's okay to mess up the test and regroup without having to go off the deep end. Bad things happen. What you do about them, it makes all the difference. And my daughter, who had her own issue in high school with cutting herself, always says the same mantra from the original Rocky movie. And that is, it's okay to be knocked down. You just have to get up and keep boxing, keep fighting. It's when you stop that everything turns bad and realize that your friends and your family, if you did think ever about taking your life, and it's not unusual because here in Northern California, some 45% of all teenagers think about suicide at least once. It's more than we ever considered. Just remember, there are people that care about you. You may not be able to see that at this moment, but they do care. 45% of teenagers think about taking their lives. Those are in California. Those are some crazy statistics. Well, here's another crazier one. When I started this charity coach, Sammy, I thought the number was 5%. And I went to the unified school district here that we live in, which is the one or top one or two rated in all of California. So it's not a scholastic issue. It's not a money issue. There's plenty of money in California. All the crazy people in tech and finance, there's tons of money. They decided to hire a third party and do a survey because they thought my numbers were high at 5%. And it came in at 45%. And they were shocked. And they submitted that to the state of California. So other school systems did it. Now money's been portioned out by the state to create wellness centers with schools that can afford it. That didn't happen seven years ago. That happened since then. Why do you think the numbers are so high? Do you have any hypotheses or guesses or actual data? We have lots of data, but there are several things that have changed since I was a kid to today. And I I don't mean to sound like your grandfather here, but here's one of the big changes in there. And that is the cell phone. Your cell phone is probably your best friend, but it is definitely your worst enemy. So you end up working on your cell phone and it's isolating. Everything you do in is, is isolating you from other people. Facebook, Instagram, not so much TikTok, creates a highlight reel of everybody else's life that seems to be better than yours. I remember my kids coming home once from during Christmas break, and they said, here we live in Northern California, and they said, Dad, are we the only ones that don't go to Lake Tahoe or Hawaii on, spring, on Christmas break? Because everybody gets this ESPN highlight reel of their life. And woe is me. So it makes them feel sad that they're like like that. Then they're inundated with body image issues that you're too fat, you're too skinny, you're not just right. And everybody is just right to themselves, but that's not the image all around us. You're being told that you can't look like that. Or you should be different. You should be different. And then of course, COVID. COVID has been devastating to every teen community in the United States. It's horrible. The mask thing made everybody feel antisocial. The working out of your house. I want you to know that my senior year, Coach Sammy, was probably the best school year of my life. My senior year in high school, 17 turning 18 was the best year of my life. I was quarterback in high school. 
I played ice hockey. I had decent grades. I was thinking about going to college. I had a girlfriend for part of that year. I was rocking, just rocking during that. You take that away from me and have me work at home at the kitchen table on a computer for two years, and I am today a very different person. I, lo I lose my self-confidence. I lose my ability to deal with the opposite sex and with the confidence that I gained in my senior year. I didn't play football, which means I'm, I, I'm not quarterback and the big man on campus my senior year. I'm nothing. I'm just Elliot. And it's even sadder because we had a student right here locally who his junior year, he had a 4.2, 4.3 grade point average. And his goal was to go to an Ivy League school after his senior year, so this is his junior year, and to play football for an Ivy League school. He felt he had the grades to get in, and that he was scholarship material for grades. There are no sports scholarships at the Ivy League level, but he wanted to get into anyone. Didn't matter if it was Harvard or Brown or Dartmouth, he wanted to go there. And his senior year came around and football was canceled because of COVID. And his grades totally fell apart. And he went from 4.2, 4 point plus in his AP classes. He barely got a C average his first half of his senior year. And he realized he can no longer get a scholarship to the Ivy League schools. He did not, that was plan A. He did not have a plan B. He was so devastated. He took a rope. He went down to the high school football field and he hung himself on the crossbar at the, on the football field. He did not, no note, just was devastated. That's a horrible story of someone that sadly had no plan B that should never have happened, but COVID has changed the lives of so many people. And now that we're coming to an end of a pandemic era, we have to get more social, more friendly, and more looking towards our future instead of masks and you're just one sneeze away from dying. And just, you know, scientifically speaking, during those two years when we were, you know, in the pandemic, thankfully we are climbing out of it. Our brain is missing out on so much normal brain growth and brain development from peer-to-peer -peer interaction and self-confidence from being in classes and boosting of self-esteem and just socializing with peers and teachers and that's a huge part of normal brain growth. And to miss that has, has devastated so, so many of the teens that I've worked with. Yeah, it's terrible. And I feel for all the teens, I know you have a great teen show here. It's well listened to and it's well liked. Those teens got the short end of the stick during COVID. I feel terrible for them. I would be, like I said, I would have been a different person this they're struggling some of them right on the edge of friendships lost friends lost relationships lots of things changed and now we're telling them okay everything's normal get back to normal get your grades to where they were don't worry about it it's all good and the reality is it's not all good for everybody but tomorrow is going to be better than yesterday and that's what we have to look forward to so can you share some of your tools that you mentioned to help the teens that are listening manage stress and depression if they are feeling, I know like across the board, when I talk to just even a group of teens, I'll tell, I'll ask them like, what is your, what is the most common emotion that you feel 
like every day. Right. And the number one answer that I get from teens is stress, overwhelm. Okay. So can you share with, share with the listeners and us, like, what are some of those tools that teens can use to help manage stress? You know, that's a, that's a great question and not a simple question. So as I answer it, let me remind everybody to go to the website and uh, abrighterday.info and download the teen survival toolkit. It gives 50 things you can do to lower your stress, but let's, let's put them in context because stress is different for different people. Even for you and I as adults, the stress level and the cause of stress is so different. Much Sometimes the cause of stress is outside-induced, and sometimes the cause of stress is self-induced. Outside-induced is I've got tests coming up. I've got grades coming that need to be done. I've got expectations that I'm going to go to college, put on to me by my parents, even if they don't mean to put it on you. I've got expectations from the school that I'm gonna to need to go to the next level. So the best way to deal with this, Coach Sammy, is get some help, but put one foot in front of the other every day because it can be overwhelming. So it's easy for me to say sitting here that we wish everybody had better time management and worked the clock of life a little bit better. So if we have a test on Friday and today is Wednesday, don't start tomorrow getting ready for the test. You should have already been started on that because the, all the stress level drops when you gain, as a teenager, you gain confidence in the material for your test. When you've got a teacher that is kind of riding you or not riding you, or you feel like the teacher's not really on your side, we always recommend start by talking to the teacher. If that doesn't go anywhere, go to the school counselor. Don't go right to the principal because your school counselor is there to, to intercede, to be um, somebody between you and your classes. When you've got a class that you're really struggling in, share that with your parents, share that with the counselor, because there are tutors available in every single subject today. And getting a tutor in math, science, chemistry, doesn't make you dumb. It actually makes you smart because you were the person who asked for help instead of crawling under the rock and saying, well, I'll just get a D, uh, I'll just get by. Those are big things. Then there's the stress level of dealing with your parents, which I had plenty of it. It felt like we were in a nonstop argument with my parents every day. We suggest to parents to make dinners, cell phone free dinners. Boy, is that hard for everybody listening to this. In other words, everybody takes their cell phone, sticks them in a basket, not at the, no texting, no Instagram, no TikTok, no reels, none of that stuff during dinner. And as hard as that sounds, it will help you create a conversation with your parent or you're living with a grandparent or your aunt or uncle, maybe even your brother or sister, where it's so easy to hide from the conversation in social media, but now you're being forced to have a conversation. And don't be afraid to say, for, as if you're the team, don't be afraid to take the parent hat on, put it on your head and say, mom, how was your day today? What's going on with your job? Because if they know that that's a safe space to ask them, ask you a question because you ask them really the same question, most parents, I can't say all of them, most parents want the best interest for their child all the time, even if you're fighting or not talking. But most parents don't know how to ask that question because they're afraid that they're going to get their head bit off. You know, because you're going to say, how's school? It sucks. Why would you ask me that? Well, when you say that to a parent, they're not any smarter. 
And so their follow-up question is not going to be, why is it so bad? It wasn't so bad for me. And then you don't want to say anything. It's like, well, you don't get it. You just don't get it. You're like a thousand years old. And I know when my kids were in high school, I seemed like a thousand years old. And I'll put that in perspective. My son asked me when he was in high school, dad, when you were young, did you watch Babe Ruth play baseball? For those of you who are baseball fans, he played in the 1920s and early 30s, Babe Ruth. <laughs> now that's decades before I was born, decades and decades before I was born. And when I said, come on, he was born, my father watched some of Babe Ruth. Yeah. And then a few minutes went by and he couldn't comprehend it. He said to me again, are you sure you didn't watch Babe Ruth? He just, I just appeared to him like a thousand years old. Was yeah. there even a light bulb or indoor plumbing when you were a kid? Come on. And it feels yeah. like that with their parents, doesn't it? Yeah. My favorite was like, mom, were there cars around back when you were growing up? <laughs> yeah. No, we walked everywhere uphill both ways. <laughs> we, we didn't do that. And so every parent is, appears to be older to their teen than they actually are and more square and more out of touch and less cool. And we were like that with our parents too. I don't remember having cool parents at all. So if you can engage them as a team, you are helping them be better parents. And I know as a parent that I could say this from my heart, I, will, I always wanted to be a better parent. I, I, so let me say it again. I always wanted to be the best parent I could be at that moment. Nobody's the best parent all the time. That's not reality. Nobody is the best athlete all the time. Nobody's the best boyfriend or girlfriend or son or daughter or chemistry student all the time. You have good days, you have bad days, you have good moments, bad moments. You have a good night's sleep, you have a bad night's sleep. The meatloaf was terrible last night. I went to bed hungry or this is the best hammer I've ever had in my life. Everybody has different moments, but you now have the ability as a teenager to ask good questions and then ask good questions of your friends to ask so they can ask good questions of you because sometimes your friends know more about you than you do. And if you said to your friend, hey, do I look off to you? Do I look like not happy? Do you, do you think I'm stressed out or depressed? Do I look like that to you? And give them the opportunity to answer that without ridicule or not being made fun of. You might be shocked at the answer you get or you might have somebody say, you look really great. Why are you thinking that? And then you have a conversation going. Yeah. And you might find that your friend is, again, feeling the same way. So what do you think of, you know, Miss Smith in chemistry? I think she hates me. And your friend might say, I think she hates all of us. And that's yeah. a good thing. It's a good conversation to have, again, one foot in front of the other. Because tomorrow, as they used to say, tomorrow the sun is going to come up and go down, whether or not I like it. And today will be the same. So we want to get to tomorrow because no matter what happened today, that was good or bad. Tomorrow, the slate is basically clean and you could start over. If you got mm -hmm. a D on your chemistry test, tomorrow's a new day. We could start rebuilding because it's not the end of the world. And one, one thing I, I want to add to what you're saying is for those teens that are listening is I tell my kids all the time, everything is figure outable and depression is so treatable. This really is something that we can now in today's world, amazingly treat and you don't have to feel horrible. Like there's no, there's no reason for it. Well, again, times have changed so much. So we're way more sensitive and in touch with anything having to do with mental health than just a generation ago. 
And I'll give you a good example. My, my father and I had older parents. My father who lived through the Great, Gener the Great Depression in the 1930s, slept on a floor. They, had, they were broke, they lost everything. And then World War II went out and they went to save the, the, the Western world from what was happening to the, the Japanese and the Germans. That was their life, pretty hard life. Didn't have indoor plumbing, as we laugh about that. And cars were just coming around. Now, I, if I said to my dad, hey, I'm feeling sad. Here, I was living in a suburb. I had a Chevy in my driveway that to use if I needed it. I had the ability to have fun, sp play sports, and all that stuff. And I said, dad, I'm feeling sad. I think he would have hit me in the side of the head and said, how can you feel sad? You have a car. You have school. You're getting decent grades. You got girls you're dating. You got some money in your pocket. You have a job at McDonald's. What are you feeling sad about? He just could not have comprehended that because of his lifestyle. Now, if my son, who took his own life at age 19, had said, Dad, I'm feeling sad, maybe there would have been a brief moment when I would have figuratively wanted to hit him in the side of the head because he had a car and a driveway and all that stuff and a job at Jamba Juice. But in reality, I would have jumped on it and gotten him help. We as parents didn't get that opportunity. But I would have gotten him help because depression and sadness is everywhere in our life. It's on TV, it's on specials, it's on radio. The, the news is basically horrible news, even though most of your audience doesn't listen to news. It is very depressing day to day. If they follow what's happening at all in, in Washington, D.C., in politics or study it, it's very depressing every day. Uh, there are fires around us. Um, there's a water shortage in here in Arizona. There's no water in Arizona. What do we do there? You know, there's just very little good news out there. So it's easy to get depressed, but there's so much to look forward to if we could just put that into perspective and get out of our funk. And we might need help and learn some tools to get out of that funk because life gets a lot better. But in that moment, it sure doesn't feel like it. Right. And I, I like to say that it's, it's so much more now, um, a mental battle than, than a physical battle, you know, than it was years ago. We have, we have all the things nowadays. It's, it's mental. The challenges are challenges are in our heads. And, um, I think that we, we need to keep up with those and, and understand that those are, those are the challenges that our teens are facing nowadays and not just like blame it on hormones or it's just that they're, they're a teenager or whatever, but really, you know, take it seriously and get, get our teens help if they aren't feeling great. Yeah. Coach Jamie, I'll give you another big change that's happened Hey, that nobody really thinks about. When you drive by a high school basketball court, you see anybody playing anymore outside? Every school basketball court is empty, everyone. Because what we did when I was young is we played a lot of, I played organized sports too, football, basketball, and so on. But we played organized sports. So you came home a lot of times at three o'clock and you went out and played. They didn't get two or three homers or two or three hours of homework you played. On weekends, you went out playing. You hung around friends, you created games. Sometimes in a baseball game or a basketball game, which was a pickup game, you got into a fight with somebody and as a guy, sometimes that happened. You got into a fight. The next day, if we did this again, we ended up on the same team. That fight was over. We were done because we're trying to help each other win now. 
Now look today, one generation later, nobody knows how to play unorganized sports. There are no pickup basketball games. If Jimmy and Johnny get into a fight at school, they don't resolve their issue and learn how to resolve these things, which is so important. They have one mother call another mother up and they come over and they make them apologize to each other or the school makes suspends them and makes them do that. So we've learned these, we've unlearned these great social skills about how to interact with each other that we can get by being mad at each other. Guys get mad at each other for about 24 to 48 hours. And you know, girls in high school, sometimes this goes on for months or the whole school year. It's a whole problem, but they don't, because they don't have the skills anymore to make up. And that's so important that we just learn to be around with each other and realize that, you know, something you're not perfect at what you do, Coach Shammy. And I might might totally disagree with what you're doing today and be mad at you for it. But you know something, tomorrow is a new day and we can move forward with each other. Yeah. We can even agree to disagree. Totally. And, And that's all okay. But we don't solve this if your mom calls my mom and we shake hands and we're still mad. We've got to learn that skill to just say, I was wrong. I'm sorry. Excuse me. Please forgive me. I should have done that. And move on. Yeah. And those are great things to say because they're powerful words, words to say, I'm sorry. As an adult today and a CEO of several entities, I have to apologize to my staff almost every single day for something I was short with or mad at, uncalled for. I don't mean mean stuff that you'd be sued for in a court of law. I mean that I just got off the phone. I got yelled at. So I walked outside and I yelled at somebody else because yeah. we're a union. We do that. And by the way, for your teens, your parents are are no different. If they go to work and have a great day, they're probably coming home in a pretty good mood. If they didn't have a great day, guess how they're feeling? And so there's they have stuff, and you have stuff. They both have stuff, and I, their parent doesn't want your stuff, and you certainly don't want their stuff. And they're not understanding you, and you're definitely not understanding them. But imagine if we could put that stuff on the table and have a normal conversation. And that's maybe what you can do over dinner that we talked about earlier is be the adult in a relationship and create conversation and to give safe, safe space to your parents so they can be a great adult as well. One thing I love doing with my teens is I love relating to them. Like when they tell me how they feel, I'm like, oh yeah, I felt that at work today too. I I think that it's important for teens to understand that like, just because we're adults, doesn't mean that we don't feel insecure as much as teens do, or that we don't question our choices or have self-doubt or worry about what people think about us. And I think that's the the amazing thing about like emotions is that it's, it's a universal language. Like even leave, even like I feel depressed sometimes or sad. And I just think that's, if there's nothing that you can connect with on, with your parent, like connect with feeling of emotions. And I guarantee you, your parent is probably feeling the same sort of emotions that you are feeling throughout the day. We all have that spectrum of emotions that we feel all of us, but you know, as a teenager, this is a hard concept. All teenagers by definition are somewhat self-absorbed because it's all about them. It's being 13 to 19. It's very much about you. And then when you're an adult and you have kids, you're going to find it's about them, your kids. But you can't help that. It's human. It's okay, to, by the way, to feel like that. It's it's very much okay to feel like that. It just, remember, happy and sad are not enemies. 
they're just two emotions. And what you do about sad is so important and how you enjoy happy is just as important because they're both really important emotions. Uh, I always tell a story that um, my mother who's, who's gone 20, 20 plus years now, um, if she were to come back today, because we used to fight all the time and she was not a healthy person and, 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 and didn't die healthy either. <clears throat> so if she were to come back today, beside, besides hugging her, the first thing I do after that is I would apologize. I would say, mom, I am so sorry for being a crappy teenager to you. Yet my mother would look at me, probably astonished, not understanding it and say, it's just what teenagers are. And I don't remember it being that way. Well, my mom remembers every bad thing I did. <laughs> so, so you have an amazing mom. My mom remembers everything and she has no problems bringing it up. Well, we're going, we're going to the used mom car lot and getting a new mom. That's all there is. <laughs> Uh, but I love her. I still love her. <laughs> I did. I did give her her run for her money when I was a teenager, for sure. <laughs> yeah, my, my daughter told me, she said, Dad, I don't think you were a good dad to me when I was going through my tough period, my junior, sophomore, junior years in high school. I said, really? She said, yeah, I think you should have been stricter. Oh, I was pretty strict. And I said, really? And I thought about a, a clever answer that she would appreciate. And I said, you know what the good news is? You get to do it all over with your kids one day. Mm -hmm. So I get to sit back and watch and laugh at you being a mom of a teenager when you have teenagers. And I get to be grandpa because grandfathers really don't do anything wrong. <laughs> and yeah. you, you do everything wrong. And so we'll see what you think then. Yeah. Full circle, full circle, fun moment, right? Absolutely. So, so tell our listeners where they can find you, get that freebie. Where do we want to send them to? Yeah. So let me give you three things. I'll give you a phone number, an email address, and a website. Is that okay? okay. Yep. And I, you guys, I will also put these in the show notes too. Okay. Great. So phone number, my cell, and I give that out. Don't worry about calling me. It's 510206. 1103. Email is Elliot, that's E L L I O T, two L's and one T, at abrighterday.info. The website is obviously abrighterday.info, and I encourage everybody to, to use it, work it. It's free, there's no advertising on it. And then don't be afraid to go to the texting center, it's on the website, or the resource center to get help. They're both on the website, they're clear, and get some help if you feel like you need help. And if you're not sure how to use it, to call me, we'll walk you through it. Thank you so much for being here today and amazing things that you're doing and helping out so many people and teens and their parents. And um, guys, if you need resources or if you're not feeling good, Elliot just gave you his cell phone number. That's amazing. <laughs> well, Coach Shami, you're doing amazing things too. And, you know, I, I don't know if it takes a village to raise a child, if that's accurate or not but it certainly takes teamwork. Yeah. Takes, it takes a lot of us and there's, there's a lot of us. And I feel like there's more coming out of the woodwork every day. And I love the teens. I'm sure you love them too. And that's, that's what keeps me, keeps me going because I just love working with them. Absolutely. You're doing a, you're doing a great job. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. So nice to have you on the show today. Great to be here. Hey guys, do you want more? If you are ready to work with me in one of my coaching programs for teens, check out my website, knowingup.com. 
That's K-N-O-W-I-N-G-U-P.com. Whatever you are struggling with, whether big or small, I can help. We learn so much more in my programs than what is offered here on the podcast. Come join me, you guys. See you soon.